0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We're going to jump right in in just a second, but before we do, I want to take a minute and say thank you. Wherever you're listening right now, whether you're in the car, whether you're at home, whether you're studying, whether you're at work, wherever you might be right now, we want to say thank you and thank you for helping us have a great 2020. Now that may seem weird. This has been a strange year. It's been a difficult year, but it's been a good year. A lot of refocus has taken place and many people, us included, have been able to focus on the important things and not all of the things at one time. So we hope these conversations have been a source of encouragement and a source of knowledge and a source of growth for you. So we're going to jump into our conversation. Alan has a phenomenal talk with Mike McDonald from The Bible Project. Those guys are amazing. We love what they do. They're going to answer some great questions and really help you wrap up this year and begin 2021 thinking with some encouragement in mind and how to take some great next steps. So enjoy today's conversation with Mike McDonald The Bible Project.
1: Guys, the Bible Project has exploded in this last season. And if you don't know what the Bible Project is or does, you need to know. You need to be watching these videos. I absolutely love them and am honored to, to talk to Mike today from the Bible Project. And think about this season of, of influence. Literally all over the world, you guys continue to grow. And I, I think so much of the question is, how do we continue to cultivate health mm. as an organization continues to grow The machine will take as much as you give it. And I just so admire the work you guys do at the Bible Project. It's so needed. But I also admire the way you guys continue to lead with health. And I know that you guys have a process uh, behind that. And so before we get to the organization, Mike, I just kind of want to pause. I've been impacted by your your story of COVID. We were together right before uh, COVID hit. And then suddenly um, it was you're, you're on your back with COVID. Can you just describe what that process was like and what God taught you in the midst of that?
2: Oh man. I mean, you know, I think in the beginning I I travel, I, you know, go all around the world and I've been sick in places like India and all over the place. And so I, you know, what's interesting is, and I'd say this, I confess to you in the beginning when this COVID stuff came out, I, I'm young. And I was like, you know what, I hope I get it so that I can at least like fight it off at this point And like, you know, just almost like, a getting the measles early, you know, like I really didn't, didn't treat it with a lot of, um, severity in that side of things. And, and granted this was pretty early on, but, uh, yeah, I went on that trip with you in March and came back and five days later was really taken out. And, uh, you know, nine, nine days of 103 degree fever without stopping, you know, very, like very low, if, if, if any sleep, you know, um, those just brain crazy moments of like almost hallucinating type stuff, completely, uh, separated from my wife for almost a month, you know, just for, um, like she was in the spare bedroom. I was in, in one of the bedrooms. Like we, we talked on the phone in the evening. We didn't even like get face to face kind of time. Cause we were so worried about her getting sick. And yeah, man, it was a, it was a trip for sure. And it really, um, you have a lot of time to think you have a lot of time to process. You, you have a lot of feel, I had a lot of feels, you know, um, and you're hearing stories of people even young that are are going to the hospital and dying. And, um, and so those were very real, uh, yeah, uh, it was totally real for me and it was real for my wife and it's made us be very slight. I'm in my garage still, you know, I'm not entering into this thing um, you know, bouncing back, ready to just jump in and go to a restaurant and and lots of that because it's hit our family and it impacted our family uh, in a big way. It impacted our marriage. It impacted our, I mean, all of that. And so, yeah, I'm probably a little slower than most to, to jump back in, but uh, it's also, I think, given me a bit of perspective and empathy for others that I, I might not have had. And um, it's allowed me to to speak in on both, both levels for people that have folks, uh, that are, are going through this. I can have empathy and understand that. And also for people that are just like, dude, I don't know anybody that's had COVID and I don't think, I don't even know if this is, you know, like those kind of thoughts yeah, and questions. Sure. I can actually talk to them too and go, well, you know me and you know, I'm not <laughs> a lot, li- you know, I'm not making sure. this up like, dude, I got taken out. And so, yeah, it's been, I mean, I've been, th- I can look back and say, I'm thankful for the experience in that sense, but man, it was, it was rough.
1: Mm. Um, talk about the Bible project and you guys again continue to grow and produce incredible content. What drives you guys as a team at the Bible Project?
2: Yeah, I mean, our mission, which is we want to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus, is uh drives all of us. That's like our our you know, why we do what we do. For me personally, when I joined, I had used the Bible project videos um, overseas and with a lot of discipleship training and with churches and organizations. And saw how much they were needed and what the response was to these videos and so super excited to get to join the team and be a part of that uh, so that drives me I've seen the impact on the other end uh, you know as a, as a user I'm a user I feel like they make the videos for me and so I mean I you know use them uh, every time we, we are posting them and I use them for my read-throughs and everything so, yeah, I, I think that mission drives us all. And we have to keep looking at that mission uh, for the why's of, of why and how we say yes to things and what we say no to. And, you know, we have grown and we have we have more people that are watching and viewing and giving and everything else. And we have to be very careful not to let that drive um, what we do for the future, that we really are listening hard. Why did we start this in the beginning? Why did we start this, in, you know, from the very start? What was the purpose? And if we're trying to create free and it's not free, it's paid for by incredible patrons, but if we're trying to provide really good quality material, that's going to last a long time and help people experience the Bible, um, then that's, that's what we're doing. And it allows us to say no to a lot of things because there's a ton of stuff that could be really good or distracting, or we would feel like we need to pivot or do this. Um, and we just don't have to, cause we know, we know what we're doing. We're, we're video creators, you know, that's, that's it. We're, uh, Um, we're, we're hoping to jump into that education kind of realm and, and help people.
1: Mm, I'm so grateful for, for all of what you guys do. I love gathering my family around, especially during COVID and watching Bible project videos. Mm. Um, you educated us straight in our living room. It was just a beautiful moment. Um, learning together with my family, my kids love watching those before bed. Um, I prep before sermons with those to make sure I know sort Mm. of the, the greater narrative running through scripture, incredible stuff. Um, So I have opinions on this, but why do you think it has grown at such a rapid rate?
2: Well, I think for a few reasons. One, I think it's the Bible project, not the theology project. And so there's something different about that. To me, it is just straight up the Bible. We're not trying to get into even hot topics where we're not following, you know, that kind of zeitgeist of, of everything else. We're just diving into the Bible and doing that. And then what that allows is, is if you're... A Baptist, or if you're conservative, or if you're more liberal, or if you're a Lutheran, or you're like, I mean, you name it, um, you can watch these videos and go, that's what the Bible's saying, and then make it work inside your cultural experience of whatever, you know, faith background you're you're coming from inside the Christian uh, world. Like, let's face it, there is a lot of different views inside our kind of family bubble of, of Jesus followers. And so I think a lot of times videos or um, Content is being made to push a point of our specific cultural bubble inside this family. And we're not doing that. We're just saying, listen, this is the Bible. Here's what it is. You know, here's, here's what it meant. Here's what Jesus was saying to these people at that time in the specific area for that moment. And then let's figure out how that makes sense for you today, but that's for you and your community and your church to, to really do. And so I think that that's, probably a little bit different than what I've seen, at least as a pastor in the past. Um, you know, even books that are written are often about a specific, you know, denominational view on something to kind of convince you that this is the the way. And, and that just isn't the approach that, that we take, that Tim takes and John takes. Two, I think the other reason is, is that John is incredible at creating a safe place to ask questions. Both Tim and John do that really well. Tim, even as an expert, doesn't teach with an arrogance at all he teaches with a lot of humility and john creates a safe place for you and me to ask questions cuz he's asking those too you know when you when you listen to him yeah. he's what are you talking about what do you mean angels don't have wings what do you yeah. mean you know and that creates a safe place for us to go wow we don't need to have all the answers one of the co-founders of the bible project doesn't know this stuff and he's willing to ask these questions And we need more safe places to wrestle and talk and think and process and have feelings and have, you know, anger and emotions. We just need places for that. And I think John and Tim uh, do a really good job of creating that safe place.
1: Man, what I'm hearing there is posture. I think we are hungry for that posture of humility in a world that is beating people with messages. They're just sort of beckoning us in and inviting us in. That's so well said, Mike. So how do you guys continue to produce amazing content, but without losing that spark or even without heading toward burnout? Can you kind of let us in? How do you guys continue Mm. to do that and stay healthy as a team?
2: Well, and I can't say this for every team. I know for us, like we don't have a client. I mean, one of the things like we're, we're an animation studio that doesn't have a client in the sense that we've got no one that's like, hey, you need to make a video by next week if we're in the process of making a video that we want to have launch on Thursday and we're at Monday going, I, I don't think it's it. I don't feel it. I don't, I think it's missing a few things. We delay by a week. Like it's, there's nobody that's like, you need to have this video done by this day. And yeah. so we, so for one, it, we've built a bit of a system that allows us to, to do that Two, We remind ourselves every single day, guys, it's not hearts and lungs like nobody's dying here when it comes to if they don't get another cartoon about Jesus on YouTube, you know what I mean? So we don't have to put that pressure on ourselves. Now we want a little bit of pressure in the sense that we want to do good work. And we want to get them out there and we sure. want to be faithful to the donors and all of that, but not the kind of pressure and stress that, um, that we can self impose. Um, and we have to remind each other. I tell these to pastors all the times too. It's not hearts and lungs. Like you're not, uh, you know, it, you just take a deep breath, sit with people. You know, uh, it, it, it doesn't have to be done by by tomorrow. I think sometimes we put some really bizarre pressures, even around evangelism and everything else. I, I personally, this is Mike speaking of the Bible Project, but it's a long game. It's a long road when it comes to walking people into a relationship with Jesus. And so often we're like, we need it by this Sunday, and we need to get this, and we need to get that. And man, that wasn't my journey. I was years in the making to, to start following Jesus. And so, yeah, I think we create a bit of a healthy, hopefully a healthy environment in that space. And then the other one I would say is that we, I think healthy leaders allow themselves to fail or, or make mistakes which then allows them to lead their people into also being able to make mistakes. And, and, and so the stress and pressure that often comes like right now, this is an unprecedented time. Nobody has the answers for this pandemic. Nobody has gone through this before. And yet we have all this pressure to make the right decision every single Sunday. But whether we come back this week, what do we do with this? What do we do with that? Listen, give yourself a break. Be kind to yourself. Like, you make the best decision you can make with the information you have today. And then if in three weeks it was the wrong decision, you got to look back and go, I made the best decision I could yes. with the information I had. Yes. And, and if you allow yourself to actually uh, make mistakes and fall forward, you know, as we say in, in Zimbabwe, we're going to fall, but we're going to fall forward. If you, if you allow yourself to do that, you're also then going to allow your staff, your people to also make mistakes if you don't allow yourself to make mistakes, you're going to be a horrible leader to work for because you're not going to let your staff make mistakes either. And that's going to create a, a, a situation where it's, it's claustrophobic and, and people aren't taking risks or aren't thinking for themselves or aren't making decisions because they're afraid of what that's going to look like. And so, yeah, I think healthy leadership looks, in my opinion, especially in this kind of pandemic and at the Bible project, it's, Everybody just be kind to yourself and realize that we're going to make the best decisions we can in the time that we're in. And and we might have made different decisions if we had more info, but we don't. And yes. so we keep moving forward. Thanks for that, Mike. Is it, we're not just going to get kinder to ourselves two years from now. We're
1: not just going to get more innovative or feel like we can risk more two years from now. Like now is the moment. And we've used that word unprecedented in so many ways. Uh, you have permission right now. Yeah watching this, if you are hearing this, you are human, you have permission and go for it. I think a scarcity mentality says I can't make any mistakes. That's right. But this, this abundance mentality, give it a shot, go for it. There, there is permission right now to fail, to try to innovate. And like you said, to change, to do the best we can. So thank you for that, Mike. That's so, so good. And so on point for so many people listening and watching can you let us behind the curtain just a little bit in the creative process we have a lot of creatives i would say leadership is all creative work and so from the time maybe you say we should do this video on this concept this topic this book all the way to that heading out you know onto youtube into the interwebs can you give us maybe the the points the waypoints along the way uh, in your content creation process
2: yeah i mean it's a process so tim will often once we've got kind of a topic you know that you know, we we want to work on, um, Tim will then study like crazy and he'll go to his kind of resources, which are, you know, he often says he likes, he has conversations with all of these theologians and many of them are dead. He reads the (laughs) books and he's like in learning and he just constantly is, is doing that. Once he feels like he's kind of got enough to teach John on whatever said topic, let's say it's justice. Um, then they're going to sit down and have a conversation. They're going to record that conversation. And that actually becomes our podcast. So if you listen to our podcast, you're actually getting a fly on the wall of a real, just conversation between John and Tim. John doesn't come like prepped with, I know what I'm going to say with this and that he comes ready to ask questions and Tim comes ready to teach. And so you're getting a, a, a light right into that. So Tim will teach, John will ask questions. And once they feel like they've got it, John's got it. He's like, I think I know what you're talking about. That might take one podcast or one hour. That might take 10 hours. It might be what was supposed to be one video on spiritual beings turns into seven video series because there's just so much that starts coming out as John's going, well, wait a minute. What about this? And what about that? Once that podcast is done, they then take that to write a script. And then I'll take some, that's a, that's a huge part of the process is boiling down. If you think hours and hours of, of conversation content into a five minute script, that script will then get sent to our storyboard artist and our storyboard artist will end up kind of mapping out the flow and what it's going to look like. That then goes to uh, an illustration team uh, that's going to be specific for that, that project. A lot of our videos have certain themes to their art style. And so that might be a certain team that's going to work on that. They'll start doing all of the illustration. Then it goes to animation. They make everything move and everything work together in that way. Um, you've got your voiceover. So you've got your actual like reading the script with John and Tim. Sound effects and sound design is huge. It's a big process as well. And then it goes into kind of final rendering and many edits along the way and lots of um, eyes on it throughout the whole process. And so, and depending on the video, that could take anywhere from three to six months to do and sometimes longer. And so you've got full-time people working on projects like this for upwards of six months for a five minute video. And so we have a, we have a number of teams. We've got five or six different teams that are working on projects at any given time with videos that are getting ready to pop. In that process.
1: Mm, that's beautiful. Thanks for that. And and it's so clear that you guys have a very intentional process to continue to, to work on. I wonder how many creatives are putting out good work, but it's just not sustainable because they haven't found the process. They haven't found teams and, and ultimately they haven't found flow. Um, Mike, there's, there's no way to really know this, but where hmm. would you love for the Bible project to be a few years from now?
2: Oh, I mean, Uh, We've got goals. I've got goals. We would love, we're working on 60 languages right now. Uh, the idea by 2025 to have 60 languages, not just, um, translated, but fully localized, meaning all the arts redone to their context and language, all the words and text on screens completely done, uh, you know, with VO and everything in there. And so, you know, that's a big goal of mine. That's one of the teams that I have the privilege of leading, um, is, is working on all of that. And then, uh, for, yeah, to be used in, in all of those countries. I mean, our heart, I mean, really, if people can experience the Bible's unified, certainly to Jesus and, and walk into that where they get excited about reading the Bible, you know, if we had a billion people that were engaged in our material and we had a hundred thousand or a hundred million people that were like reading the Bible every day because of it, you know, and maybe like 10 million people that were like, like, man, this is just a, this is the rest of my life. Like I'm just going to be, you know, if if you can have two or three hobbies in your life, this would be one of them. Like for the rest of my life, I'm going to be devoting this, you know, that would be, those would be awesome goals. And I don't know how we'll measure those yet, but you know, the idea that we want to help people really dive into the Bible and get excited about the Bible. Listen, I've had moments where I've, you know, here it is here, you know, where I'll be reading this, And I'll get angry. I'll I'll read something and go, God, this makes me so mad. I'm so, I, I don't understand what just happened there. I don't understand why you did this or you showed, you know, I just don't get it. And in the past, I would feel a lot of shame for that. And I would be like, I can't talk to anybody about that. And I would just put it down or I'd force my way through it. I'm now at the point where I think God can hold all of that. I think God is big enough to hold all of my questions and all of that. And I'm not going to have them all answered, you know, on this side of whatever this looks like. Um, but at some point I'm going to get to ask him those questions. And I think if, if people could have the freedom to be excited about reading this with no shame and having a lot of questions and, and everything else, then that would be a huge win for me when it comes to the Bible project.
1: Oh, Mike, that's so good. And I love that it's personal to you. And I love that to you, Being on this team is changing you, the way you hear from God, the way you look at the narrative of of all of scripture. So we're closing all of these interviews with the 2030 question, as I'm calling it. So in 2030, what do you hope people say about how you and your team walked through this crazy year that is 2020? Hmm.
2: I hope that we do it with a lot of generosity and a lot of humility and a lot of safety, like that we're a safe place for people to come and just, you know, ask questions and dive in, that we continue to stay humble. It's very, I've been a part of organizations and churches and companies that have been very successful and it, and we start believing our own press and, we, and our heads get big and we stop learning and we stop listening and we stop responding. And so I, I hope that we continue to move through you know this time with a lot of humility, and then also just with a lot of generosity that we've just been given to so um, faithfully and generously by, by tens of thousands of people around the world that we would continue to be a people that would give back and, and be generous and. And with our time and with our resources, you know, doing this podcast is one of the, like, I mean, I'm working with a company that's allowing me to do this podcast, take, take some time out of my day to do this with you. That's because the board and, and the leadership are just super generous with going, going, be a, be a blessing to others, you know, and, and as much as you can. And so I, I hope that we, you know, continue to do that.